Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm an experienced registered yoga teacher with over 15 years of teaching experience, a certified personal trainer and an entrepreneur. My mission, what I stand for is this, to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher. One who truly understands anatomy and how to share it clearly and effectively so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. This mission reflects the core ways of being that I work to develop in teachers. Confidence, clarity, purpose, impact, and connection. Through my mentorship program and my premier offer called the Blueprint Learning Program, I help yoga teachers build their skills in the area of learning anatomy, and along with that, help them learn important business skills and personal development ways of being that will transform them into purpose-driven teachers who make a big impact. On the podcast here, you'll get a blend of both anatomy learning, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field and beyond, and a dose of personal development. For more information on my programs, please see my website, barebonesyoga.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 77. So first of all, I want to start by hoping that you are well as you're listening to this and hoping that everybody connected to you and in your life and in your world is doing okay. We are still dealing with the coronavirus and the implications for each of us as individuals, both in our personal lives, our work lives, our family lives. I mean, it's, it's permeated every aspect of our being. And I hope that you are continuing to find strength in the tools that you have. I've been running more and doing yoga more and um, just really letting my creativity flow. I even, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I started knitting again. I think maybe that is something I mentioned before on the podcast. So just doing different things, um, listening to a lot of podcasts And um, I hope that you, I know for those of you who are home with kids, it can be really, really crazy. So I hope that, you know, especially for those of you home with children where you're constantly, you know, supporting them, that you are finding little moments of time for yourself. And just for everybody, I just, uh, you know, hope that you are weathering this particular storm we're living through okay. I will say, um, I was listening to, interview the other day with Jerry Seinfeld of all people. And he had this really interesting perspective and he was basically saying it can be really, really easy right now to zoom in on all the details of what's happening, but it can be also really helpful to zoom out and, you know, just kind of looking at it from the broader perspective. And I think you know, there's even a commercial circulating of a woman who's a hundred and she lived through the influenza pandemic. Um, and so she obviously has an amazing perspective on what it's like to live through um, a time like this. And, you know, even when we look at things like the stock market and we look at the stock market over the years, um, and for many of us, 
living through the stock market problems of uh, the banking crisis back in 2008, you know, we did make it through that. And so, you know, with all things, zooming out, I think, does give you perspective. But I can totally appreciate, and I have myself also gotten into certain, you know, times during the past two and a half months where I've been really scared. I did have a particular situation where I was having some symptoms and I called my doctor and there was nothing to be concerned about, but I had got myself worked up to the point where I did call her. So yes, obviously you're going to have those moments where you're honing in, but as much as possible, kind of keeping a broader perspective can be really, really helpful for not only our health, but the health of people that we interact with as well. So having said that, I want to, um, I want to just talk to you about kind of a, a broad, um, kind of framework. And it's going to be kind of an off the cuff thing. It's something I've been thinking about really for the last 24 hours or so. So it's really, really fresh in my mind, but it's, um, it's supported by my um, kind of pretty regular at this point interaction with yoga teachers, whether they are teachers in my mentorship program, in my blueprint learning program, teachers I interact with on social media, teachers that email me, you know, just kind of having these interactions with teachers on a regular basis has helped me really develop um, a, a really good understanding of some of the common challenges that teachers are facing right now, which aren't even really things that they're facing right now. I mean, I'm not, again, gonna bring coronavirus into the scenario, into the discussion. These are just kind of challenges that teachers seem to be facing when it comes to their development as teachers. Completely separate from coronavirus, um, just, just developmental challenges. And I wanna talk to you a little bit about a framework I have that what I hope it will do is, you know, maybe in kind of an ironic way, help you zoom out a little bit and think about um, what might be happening for you that is creating obstacles in your path, in your teaching path. Um, before I get into that, I want to let you know that in June, I'm going to be launching a really special cool new program. And I am so excited about this. So I want to make sure I tell you about it before we get into the content for today's podcast episode. So, you know, in part because of the studios being closed, I was looking for a way to create a resource for practitioners and teachers. And so when I was thinking what would be helpful to both groups, because they're really not two separate groups, although most of my content is absolutely directed primarily to teachers because I love to teach anatomy and help it um, be more understandable for teachers so they can in turn make it more understandable for their students. But I wanted, uh, you know, of course, in this current climate where we can't get into the studios to teach and students can't get into the studios to practice, I wanted to create something as a resource. And I know as soon as the virus hit, you know, online classes were popping up all over, but I didn't really want to jump into that um, situation at that time because I really wanted to be um, kind of intentional and thoughtful about what I created. And 
quite honestly, I was kind of like unsure. What could I create that could be a little bit unique in its presentation and also really have that dual focus of not only helpful for practitioners, but helpful for teachers. And so it took me a little while to come up with it, but I've, I've hit on it and I know exactly what it's gonna be. I'm about 90% done building it. And there are so many aspects of it that I know is going to make it unique and really fun and interesting for you. And so all I'm gonna tell you at this point is it's going to be called, or it is called, the Bare Bones Yoga Practice Portal. And it really is focused on practice. Now, it's going to be a library of recorded sequences, classes, and also specialty sequences, and specialty uh, sequences for special groups. So there will be some yoga for seniors. I'll be teaching some short sequences for children. There will be an athlete's corner and also guided meditations. So all of that will be available in terms of high level topics. Of course, there'll be lots of yoga classes of different sequence lengths. So 15 minutes, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, that kind of thing. So those will be recorded sequences, classes. And then I'll also offer live classes, but knowing of course that people are all over the globe that might access this, um, they might not be able to get, everybody might not be able to get to a live class. So you'll always have the recorded sequences available, the recorded classes available. I'll also be offering live workshops uh, in this portal as well. And the really cool thing is, I have leveraged the same platform I use for my online learning program, the Blueprint Learning Program. So it's going to be a highly secure web-based portal. So in other words, website that you go to and you have access to all, this, uh, all these classes in a really organized way. You'll see all the modules and all the different class names and it'll be just super easy for you. You know, I know even as a Netflix user, I don't think the Netflix portal is at all usable. It's very hard to find what you want to watch unless you pick something from what they show you as soon as you log in. This is not going to be like that. This is going to be really user friendly. And for any of you out there that are enrolled in any of my programs, you're using this portal anyway. So if you already know how easy it is to use. Now I'm going to let you know because this is a whole library of sequences and live classes. For teachers, it's a great way to build up your repertoire of sequences and to learn because I'm gonna do special things like myofascial release classes. So it'll be a great way for you to learn some special techniques as well. So that's all I'm gonna say about it for now. I need to tell you though, that this is a monthly subscription. And if you get in as a founding member in June, you're gonna get the best monthly subscription rate. If you wait to sign up after June, the monthly rate will go up. And every month I'll be adding new content. You'll see when you join the content that is to be coming in the future. And there will also be a whole bunch of stuff already recorded and ready for you to do. So this is gonna be an exciting new way for you to access information as a practitioner, as a teacher. It's kind of like the podcast in that, just like you get once a week podcasts, I don't know that you'll 
absolutely get once a week new stuff in the portal, but you'll definitely get once a month new content. It's a monthly subscription. And like I said, when you join, there already is a whole bunch of stuff I've recorded that is in there to get you going right out of the gate. Plus there will be live classes as well. So uh, to get on the wait list, just go to my Facebook group, the Bare Bones Yoga Anatomy Work Group. The wait list is there multiple times in multiple posts, or just send me an email, Karen at barebonesyoga.com and I'll send you the link to join the wait list. You're gonna to wanna to be on that because you're gonna to want to get in on the June uh, sign up so that you get the best rate. So I wanna tell you, I'm gonna transition now to our conversation for today. You know, I had an opportunity um, very recently, yesterday actually, to participate in a business training. And one of the speakers was talking about frameworks. And he was talking about um, working with clients, helping them through challenges by visually um, offering them a framework to help them shift from being stuck to getting unstuck. And, you know, of course, here we are in a podcast and I'm talking about a visual framework, which might sound a little crazy. Um, <laughs> But I think that through, you know, kind of my ability to explain it and share it with you, I think it will give us uh, a springboard for this conversation. And I'm actually going to take this content and share it via some video type format, whether it's a YouTube video on my YouTube channel or a Facebook Live. But this is, you know, as I flesh this out, this is going to be a really central piece of conversation that I have with teachers because it's really born from many conversations I've had with teachers over the years. And really specifically in the past year, as my programs have ramped up in terms of teachers enrolling, I've had a lot more content from them, right? A lot more conversations with teachers who have been on the fence about enrolling in my program or who are inquiring about it. And every time someone does that, I'm not just looking for like, hey, sure, join. I like to find out about them. What inspired you to be interested in this program? What kind of challenges are you having right now in your teaching? What brought you to this point? You know, because that is a way for me to understand more about where they're at. And ultimately, the more I understand about where you're at as a teacher and the challenges you're facing and, you know, kind of the bumps in the road that you're coming up upon, that's a way that I can improve my programs to better meet your needs. And I'm always doing that. Any of the teachers currently in my Blueprint Learning program know that I write them regularly and say, hey, I just added this module or I just tweaked that so that it better serves you. So what I wanna do is I wanna start out by having you kind of visualize um, a straight line and almost like, um, like a, let's think of it like a path. So think of it like you're standing at a gate <clears throat> and uh, almost like the yellow brick road. There's a long road ahead of you. And if you open that gate, you see that you're at the beginning of the path. And almost again, like in the Wizard of Oz, the Emerald City, the, um, the 
way out in the distance, you see something lovely, right? Something desirable, a place that you might like to go. And I want you to think about you as you stand at that gate, you are a yoga teacher, you're standing at point A, and way out there in the distance is point B. And you know that point B for you represents you being your future teacher, right? The future teacher that you see in your mind's eye that was the <clears throat> inspiration for you to enroll in your first 200-hour teacher training. You have some sense, maybe some of you have a really good sense of who that person is. And maybe some of you aren't exactly sure, but you know that you're just standing at that gate. You're definitely not way out there, uh, you know, at the end point. And you know that, you know, there's, there's got to be something that propels you there. There's going to be some need for you to take some steps to get you there. And so what you might do is what pretty much everybody does, right? You're going to take a 200 hour training. That's going to be your first step. You may have already done that. And then maybe at the end of that experience, you're kind of a little bit down the path, but you see, you know, again, the proverbial Emerald City is out there and you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling quite like you've gotten to that point of, yes, now I feel like I'm that future teacher I see in my head, right? You're just not there. So now you're like, okay, so now what do I do? And I've had teachers say to me, well, I take another, I took another 200 hour training or Maybe you take a 300 hour training or a 500 hour training. So the answer typically seems to be, um, okay, well, I'm not at that point, right? I'm not at that end point that I can see. So I must need more general training. So, okay, let me enroll in another training. And so maybe then you do that and you're a little bit further down the line although maybe you're not really going in a, as straight a line as you thought. You have this additional training, but you're not really sure it's kind of hit the nail on the head. So at that point, you might stop going to trainings and you might start to do some things on your own. So you might go to a couple local workshops. You might buy a few books that were recommended to you. You might join some Facebook groups, watch some YouTube videos. So you're kind of doing all these different things. Right? So let's just kind of hold that out there as step one or the, the first visual I want you to think about. Now, like I said, as you're walking down that path, you know, again, I can use this Wizard of Oz metaphor again, you know, when she was going to, to, uh, to the Emerald City, she had all these obstacles. She had, you know, the part with the trees that were talking and, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West and all of that. I actually truly didn't plan on going into this much metaphorical stuff about the Wizard of Oz. But, you know, the point being, it's not a straight line. It's never a straight line to get from where you are in your current self to your future self in any way. You know, here, of course, we're talking about it in the context of being a yoga teacher um, and, and kind of being that kind of yoga teacher that you see in your mind as the way you want to be. So we know there are going to be a lot of obstacles on the path. So what are some of the obstacles that I all the time hear about 
from teachers as things that are kind of getting in their way. So again, you're walking down this path and these things are kind of just dumping out on the path at you. So the first one I always hear about is time. I don't have enough time, don't have time to study, don't have time, don't have time to do a training, don't have time, don't have enough time. The second most common thing I hear is I don't have money. I don't have enough money, can't afford it right now. How much is it gonna cost? Don't have the money. Maybe in the future I'll have the money. Don't, can't, can't commit the money right now. The next obstacle might be something like access to resources. Well, I live here and the training is there, or of course right now I can't go anywhere physically to be trained. Um, I don't know the kinds of books to buy, you know, whatever it is, access to resources can be another obstacle. The, um, the next thing though is understanding resources. So things like oh, well, this book was recommended to me, but now I'm like halfway in it and it's not, I'm, I'm finding it's confusing. I'm not really sure it's giving me the information I thought it was gonna give. It's not helping me feel more in control. It's actually making me feel like I'm more confused. So, you know, that whole challenge of understanding the resources you invest in, right? Or maybe I went to that training and I came out of it and yeah, I was inspired, but I still don't feel like I'm further down the path. Um, then there's the one, um, and the real one, of course, of family needs, right? My family needs me. I can't commit right now to, you know, whatever the training is that I want to do because, you know, I have these family obligations. And then, um, and then the, the last one being business needs, right? I have this side business or maybe I'm working in a full-time job and I really want to be committed to my teaching right now, but I, I just can't. I'm also running this other thing on the side. So all those things, obstacles, obstacles, obstacles in your path. So then we kind of shift from looking at obstacles in a very concrete way. And we start to think about, well, what are some of the obstacles that might come up that fall under the umbrella of self-limiting beliefs? And this is a huge one, a huge one. And I will say on a personal level, and I've told this story before, um, it was not until I um, invested in uh, some coaching with a neuroscience coach in particular that I was finally able to pull the curtain back on many, many self-limiting beliefs I had, many of which I just actually described to you, um, and start to move forward in a really powerful and clear way in my business and in my teaching. And so I can certainly attest in my own teaching journey to the power of uncovering self-limiting beliefs and dealing with them head on. It is not easy. It is not easy. However, it is essential work to be done. You know, when people say, quote, I've been doing a lot of work on myself, right? Um, this is what they're talking about. And I know sometimes that can seem kind of, you know, new agey and hokey and whatever label you want to put on it. But I can say again, from my own experience, and I actually used to be one of those people who used to think it was kind of new agey and hokey. Um, it absolutely changed how I look at the world, how I look at my relationships, how I look at my business, how I act in my business, how I act in the studio as a teacher, right? How I embody being a yoga teacher. Um, so some of the things, it, oh, and I also will say 
in my one-on-one -on -one work with teachers, every single conversation, something comes up from them unprompted that's a self-limiting belief, right? And when you as a coach, right, because in that role, I'm just coaching the person, become more of the observer, you start to um, be able to reflect back to the person what they're saying and just, you know, ask for clarification, ask for more information. And that becomes an uncovering many times of a self-limiting belief that the teacher has. So some of these self-limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs that come up uh, are things around the following. So things like age, right? I'm too old, I'm too young to be a successful yoga teacher, right? Because again, we're framing this in the context of yoga teaching. Um, the next thing, experience. I don't have enough experience. I need to take more training. I'm not ready. That's always a really big thing that people say, I'm not ready. I need to take more training before I can, you know, whatever it is, uh, be the teacher I want to be. The next one, time management. Oh, I just can't get to it. I'm not good with time management. I'm not really good at, you know, keeping on track with something that's a program or a system or, you know, attending a training that requires, you know, you, you kind of follow up with assignments, that kind of thing. Um, expert status, right? Who am I to hold myself out there as a yoga teacher that knows something like, who am I to do that? Who am I to be teaching with a particular philosophy in mind or with a particular approach in mind? There are many teachers out there more experienced than me. They're the ones that are qualified to do it. I'm not. And then the last one having to do with pretending, you know, I got, I'm just pretending to be that teacher that I see in my mind. I don't really feel it. And so these are some of the self-limiting beliefs that come up. So then when you go back, now you've got all these kind of sort of concrete obstacles, right? So I talked about time and money and access to resources and understanding the resources you get and family needs and business, um, business needs. And then you throw in the obstacles of the self-limiting beliefs around age and experience and time management and expert status and you know, that pretending syndrome. And now you're standing at that gate, you're starting to go down the path, but all these things are in your way. And I can tell you many times your reaction to these obstacles is not even a conscious one meaning you're just reacting, right? You're just saying, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I'm not old enough. I, oh, you know, whatever it is, right? It's not as if you're aware that you're, you're aware of the obstacle or the self-living belief. You're just kind of in reaction mode. So where does this leave you? right? You're here at that gate. You know you want to get to, to the proverbial Emerald City. Where does that leave you? So it leaves you with a variety of states, right? And so now if we think about, I want you to visualize a hierarchy, right? So a hierarchy meaning a number of states of being with the hierarchical one being the top at the top top and the low level one, of course, being at the bottom and a whole bunch of things in, in between. So you have different states now that you might be experiencing confusion, frustration, lack of focus, lack of faith, lack of belief, and then at the very top, abandoning vision, right? And so this is the teacher that comes to me and says, I'm just about ready to give up. 
I don't think I can realize my dream of being a yoga teacher, right? I don't, I don't think I can do it, right? They've had whatever, however far down the path they've gotten, whatever obstacles they've reported, right? And there, it's, I'm not saying they don't believe these obstacles are legitimate to them. Um, I'm just suggesting that it's, it's more being in reaction than being in reflection, right? And that's in essence what a self-limiting belief is. You're being in reaction, not reflection. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's where they're at. Now they're at the point where they're just ready to throw in the towel. So what I want you to think about now is instead of that original visual I gave you of you're standing at the gate and you're going on the path and you have the obstacles being thrown at you along the way. I want you to now think of a different visual. I want you to think of a number of circles, circles nested within one another. So if you were to draw a circle and then draw a bigger one around it, and then another one around that, and then another one around that, those would be what I'm calling nested circles. And because yoga is of course union, re representing union, the circle is the perfect visual illustration uh, for this conversation and where I'd love you to um, explore going, you know, almost more than the path uh, metaphor or visual I gave you at the beginning of this conversation, think about it more like concentric circles nestled within one another. So first in the innermost circle, right, the innermost circle, you've got your baseline knowledge that you got from your 200 hour training, you know, whatever you want to say about yoga alliance and the job they're doing and the and the oversight that they give or don't give or whatever it is the reality is that is the training format that the industry is following and so when someone says i would like to be a yoga teacher the first step they're going to take within uh well the first step they're going to take is they're going to take a 200 hour training so if you think about that first circle, that smallest circle sitting on the inside of all of these concentric circles, uh, taking that 200 hour training is the first thing. And what that affords you is a baseline of knowledge. It gives you the fundamentals and it gives you the fundamentals in a broad way. It's not just focused on anatomy. It's not just focused on philosophy. It's not just focused on sequencing. It's a number of different things it would be what you would call a general training, right? So that gives you a, a place to start. That's your innermost circle. And then outside of that innermost circle, you're, you have another ring or another layer, right? You can almost even think of it as if you were to look at a tree stump, right? Those, those rings on a, on a, in a tree stump. So now from there, and this is again, what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you. So instead of what we talked about at the beginning, that path where you, you know, had the 200 hour training and then you took the next training and then you did workshops and book, you bought books and YouTube videos. This is now your alternative, suggested alternative. So the next thing is you've done this 200 hour. The next thing is specific, a specific process for you to you know, enlist yourself in, uh, to take on a specific process to learn anatomy and the fundamentals. Now, why would I pull out anatomy, right? Especially when I just before said, um, your baseline training is a general training. Well, I think we can all agree, I hope we can all agree, that yoga is a movement-based practice. And at the heart of movement, 
is anatomy, right? And now you can even say, oh, well, what about the cardiovascular system and the nervous system and the endocrine system? Absolutely. But in order for us to frame um, something that is as highly complex as the human body and understanding it, we have to frame it in a way that meets and matches our role in working with the human movement system. And so our role as yoga teachers is around movement, right? It's not around assessing cardiovascular status. It's not around assessing endocrine status, even though those things might be uh, affected by the movement practice of yoga. Our primary goal is movement, guiding people through the postures, through the movements on the mat. And so once we say, yes, movement practice is what we're doing is our main focus, it becomes kind of completely logical that understanding anatomy would be a key thing. So that center center circle is baseline training, gives you kind of the first slab, the first layer. And then the next circle around that is a specific process to learn anatomy and the fundamentals of anatomy. And the real key there is it's got to be a specific process, right? It's much harder if it's willy nilly. It's much harder if it's all over the place. You know, I got an email just this morning from a teacher who was at her wits end and she was like, I hope you can help me because I'm reading a book that was recommended to me about sequencing and it's completely confusing and the cues in it don't make any sense to me and you know, on and on and on. I get these kind of emails all the time because once teachers are done with their 200 hour training, they're really for the most part left to their own devices to figure out how to fill in their knowledge gaps. And many times their knowledge gaps are around anatomy. And without a systematic way to learn this highly complex subject, it's almost impossible because it's kind of just like throwing a dart at a dartboard, but you don't know where the dartboard is. You're just kind of all over the place. Um, so specific process anatomy. So again, just to kind of make sure we're on the same page with the visual, you've got that center center circle, which is your baseline knowledge uh, of yoga from your 200 hour training. Then the next circle around that is a specific process to learn anatomy and the fundamentals. And then, and then the circle around that now gives us an opportunity since we've dealt with those two things and we've built that base. Now we can start to deal with, and we're probably dealing with some of these earlier anyway, but we can really start to deal with addressing the self-limiting beliefs and our resistance. Because I can tell you, even for myself, you know, I knew anatomy from undergraduate, from clinical work I'd done in hospitals as part of a rehab team. I knew anatomy very well before I started teaching. And then when I furthered my anatomy knowledge with all of what I did in terms of training as a teacher and training as a, um, a personal trainer with NASM, um, I still had, you know, I still had a lot of barriers to feeling comfortable teaching, to getting things done, to finding my, my authentic voice, to all of that. And it really was only about three and a half years ago that I enlisted the support of that neuroscience coach. So even though I was making progress as a teacher, going to trainings, and even though my business was growing, I knew it wasn't, I knew none of it was, was growing at the pace that it could. And I wasn't sure why. And it wasn't until I started to address these self-limiting beliefs that things really exploded. 
And um, I don't even want to give you a, a sense that they exploded like crazy, crazy explosion, but things really shifted. Let's, let's call it that. That feels better to me. Things really shifted and I started to gain momentum. And so that next phase is addressing, or not, not phase, that next circle around, right, the, the inner two is addressing self-limiting beliefs. And then around that, you know, around that is this kind of final circle, which is just this ongoing process, because it's never going to be, I don't think, that we get to a point as teachers where we say, okay, Here's, here's the end point, right? Here's, we're at the Emerald City, we're done with learning, we're done with growing. It's never like that. So that final circle is really the ongoing process, you know, where we've got this foundation um, set. So we, we have our repertoire of cues, we've got the specific process to learn anatomy is completed. So we've got a good understanding. We know the whys behind the cues. We've looked at our self-limiting beliefs and we have brought them to the surface. And now we feel like we're clearer and more intentional in our life. And so it becomes this kind of ongoing process of not only personal growth, but also teacher growth, right? I mean, in this quarantine time, I've already taken like four courses. So I am never at a point where I say, online courses, I'm never at a point where I say, oh, my learning is stopping, right? I mean, I'm actually, you know, during this time, not only did I take courses, but I'm taking on more podcasts. I'm watching NASM, Exercise Science Facebook Lives. I'm diving into the data. I mean, I'm really using time that I'm not in the studio to grow my own knowledge base at a tactical level. So... Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of at the end of this kind of visual journey. And what I really want, wanted to do in explaining this to you is, or sharing this with you, is I wanted to offer you a different uh, way to consider your teaching path and a way to hopefully help you understand why you may be feeling some of the things that I mentioned before, confusion, frustration, lack of focus, lack of faith, lack of belief, or maybe you're at the point where you're ready to abandon your vision to be the yoga teacher that you see in your mind as the one you want to be. And so my hope is that in explaining or in sharing this kind of visual uh, paradigm, I guess I could say, it gives you an opportunity to look at your learning path maybe a little differently and to start to identify what are some of the things that you might want to be devoting your time to over other things, right? Over other things. So I'm gonna end this conversation here. Um, I know it might seem for some of you like a little unfinished, like maybe you're, you're kind of listening and this is really hitting home for you and you're like, yes, yes, this hits home for me. This totally makes sense for me. Okay, Karen, what should I do next? So let me just say this. If that is your experience, I want you to send me an email, karen at barebonesyoga.com. I want you to send me an email and I wanna have a conversation with you about what about this conversation hit home for you? 
what about it resonated with you on a, on whatever level, deep level or surfacey? Um, you know, just let me know because I don't want uh, uh, if you're a listener and you're having like light bulbs going off, I don't want to leave you hanging. So I want you to email me and let's have a conversation about it. The next thing I want to do is remind you that um, the waitlist for the Blueprint Learning Program is a great place if you're looking to take some really definitive action, um, just put yourself on the waitlist for my learning program. So that is something right on my homepage. So if you go to barebonesyoga.com, right on the homepage is the waitlist for the Blueprint Learning Program, as well as the Mentorship Program, which is my next level program. And um, sometimes I do make exceptions and accept people into the mentorship, even if they haven't done the blueprint learning program. So you can get on the wait list for either of those two programs on the homepage. And that is taking specific action if this conversation resonates with you deeply. Um, but you can also email me, right? And we can have a conversation about it. And then lastly, I want to just remind you that in June, I'll be launching that portal, um, the Bare Bones Yoga Practice Portal. I'm so, so excited. I can't wait to share this with all of you and uh, to get on the wait list for that just uh, go to the Facebook page and um, you'll see the link in many of the posts that I have, or just DM me. You can DM me on Instagram even, um, and that's fine. So stay well. Um, I will talk to you soon and enjoy the rest of your day. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I am your host, Karen Fabian, and I just want to remind you, if you would like to get on the wait list for my two premier programs, the Blueprint Learning Program and my Mentorship Program, all you need to do is visit my website, barebonesyoga.com, and the links to get on the wait list for both of these programs are right on the homepage. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.